Thank you, Steve. My name is Ira, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And I'd like to thank Sarah. Hi there. Uh, first, to qualify, um, if I make it to September 7th, it will be 38 years of not only abstinence, but uh, sobriety and alcoholics anonymous. Um, I am a hundred pounder. Um, my high weight, I've lost over a hundred pounds three times, two times. Um, and my high weight was 325. And I'm fond of saying that the first amends I owed was the state of California, because what it used to, what it said on my driver's license was that I was 5'11 and weighed, I, I can't remember exactly, I think it was 248 on that one. Truth is, my high weight was 325. When I came in, I was about 306, and I've never been over 5'7 in my life. And I found a sponsor that says, that's what we do. We lie. We lie. So having said that, and I came in through a guy that employed me, I was terrified of. I'm a music writer in the entertainment business. And um, uh, I was working as an orchestrator for a guy that scared me, but like he had, you know, and we we're sitting across, and I weighed at that time about 310. He says, how are you doing, Ira? I said, I'm, I'm doing okay. He looked at me. He said, well, if you're doing okay, why do you keep trying to kill yourself? So, and, you know, there's li in the literature, in the AA literature, and I find the, and I have been a delegate to 16 World Service Conferences of Over Years Namas. And, um, the, 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 the truth is simple. You know, the truth is simple. When I'm using a lot of words, what that means is um, I'm either too vague. The point being that if you ask any of us, why would we do this? And I even hear it at meetings. People will talk about their issues. They'll talk about their, you know, I have them too. But the problem is, is that deep down, the difference between me as a compulsive overeater and alcoholic, and that as uh, somebody maybe who eats too much but is not, or drinks too much, is that I can't control it. So I'll find a bunch of reasons that I think will help me control it. And I, listen, food isn't perfect, but my life is the best I got. I came in at age 34. I'm, I'm going to be 73. I have MS. I have Parkinson's. And I'm active. You know? And it's and I will tell you this. I heard this, and I, I'm going to get into the literature, that, a, that of AA in a minute. But um, I heard this at a large, at the biggest meeting of Pacific Group of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, from a speaker who said, in order, and you can substitute Overeaters Anonymous for Alcoholics Anonymous, certainly. He said, in order to be successful at the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, the only thing you have to know about a higher power is to be reasonably clear you're not it. 
I think one of the problems in here, especially, because it seems, and I saw it just now, uh, although thank you for the people that stepped up to, to read, a reluctance to commit. You know, um, and then a sort of a sigh of collective sigh of relief when somebody else does it. I understand that. Um, at this meeting of AA, uh, on Wednesday nights at times, there were almost 1,200 people. It was in the Church of Unicer University Synagogue on Sunset. And there were over, I don't know how many, including the parking lot, um, how many people doing service. The speaker that I heard that said that was a prominent newscaster in LA who immediately sat down and his job was to light the candles for all the um, birthdays that were being celebrated. That's what he did. That's what an anonymity is, see? And it doesn't, if, if a higher power is, um, uh, what is it? And if I'm not it, what is it? So what I'm gonna read first is from the book of Alcoholics Anonymous and then the AA 12 and 12, because it saved my life. I'm going through a, a tough, I'm about to, I did some music for a concert to benefit some homeless people. That has been, there's been a lot of politics, but a lot of what this is, is how do you deal with the stuff that, and wisdom, by the way, the, you know, all that stuff, right? It's, it's, it's from experience. It's different than knowledge. Wisdom is from the, is I learn what not to do, including in music. I'm going to, I'm going to, like I say, I'm <clears throat> fairly well known in my business and uh, I'm going to teach a master class online from an organization I'm with. And it's, it's all those things. And so let me read this. I'm going to read the appendix on spiritual experience, which depending on what edition you have, and I, it's very important from the AA Big Book. So uh, bear with me. Like uh, Stephen, my hands don't, I don't know about his hands. Mine don't work well sometimes. Okay, I, in, in the fourth edition of the Big Book, it's on page 567. Okay, this is what it says, and I I'll, I can par paraphrase. I use overeater here. Okay, so spiritual experience, the term spiritual experience, quote unquote, and spiritual awakening, quote unquote, are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change to sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism or compulsive overeating has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, Many alcoholics, compulsive readers, have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, 
they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming, quote, God consciousness, unquote, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of compulsive overeaters, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the, quote, educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he or her is him or herself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound change, a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly, hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What takes place in a few months could have been accomplished, could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with, and I turn the page now, their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more, more religious members call it, quote, God consciousness, unquote. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any overeater capable of honestly facing their problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he or she does not close their mind to all spiritual concepts. All right? He can, they can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have, have difficulty with the spiritual spirituality of the program. And then generally when the big book italicizes something, it wants you to remember it. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery. But these are indispensable. And then, then there's a quote, there is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Signed Herbert Spencer. It's been attributed to him. There are several other, um, uh, uh, several other people that some people say may have said it. So having read that, I am now going to read, which is interesting, in the 12 and 12, uh, in the 12th step, talks about spiritual experience. Uh, on page 106 of the AA 12 and 12, ironically enough, in the OA 12 and 12 on 106 is the message of OA. It's the same page. So... Bear with me, and then I'll talk about my own experience relative to this, and I hope this helps. So this is, all right, so the 12 and 12, like ours, is it says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics, in our case, to overeaters, and those who have 
other uh, problems with food and practice, practice these principles in all affairs. And so the third paragraph at the bottom starts like this. Maybe there are as many definitions of spiritual awakening as there are people who've had them. But certainly each genuine one has something in common with all the others. And these things which they have in common are not too hard to understand. When a man or a woman has a spiritual awakening, the most important meaning of it is that he or she has now been able to do, feel, and believe that which he or she could not do before on his or her unaided strength and, and resources alone. He has been granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. He has been set on a path which tells him he really he is really going somewhere, that life is not a dead end, not something to be endured or mastered. In a very real sense, he has been transformed because he has laid hold of a source of strength which, in one way or another, he had hitherto denied himself. He finds himself in possession of a degree of honesty, tolerance, unselfishness, peace of mind, and love of which he had thought himself quite incapable. What he has received is a free gift, and yet usually, at least in some small part, he has made himself ready to receive it. So I could probably stop there and tell you, you know, I mean, that's it. Because before I came in here, when you take the food away, I'm an angry MF. I'm still angry. Uh, my dad is Yiddish. Um, was sounded good enough that when he was in World War II, um, one of the jobs he got, and the highest he got was a sergeant, you know, was to interview German POWs. And he wound up on uh, 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 three teams of leading of freeing concentration camp victims. And it screwed him up big time. Big time. And my, you know, I, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. And um, one of the, uh, he was cranky. So I was afraid of him. I was afraid of all guys. You know, fear is the issue. Uh, I will say that my one contribution to OA, you know, we have all these acronyms for fear, you know, face everything, recover. Mine is fry everything and reheat. So um, humor is important to me. You know, I take myself too damn seriously. And in, in, the, in the book, it says rule 62, don't take yourself so seriously. So, um, so I grew up hating this idea of being Jewish. I thought Hitler had a better idea, you know? And I, through the work, see, here's the thing about this stuff. No matter how you get to it, if I can't control my eating and a lot of the literature, the tools, I don't like the tools. They take me away from the steps. I was in, you know, when you're from LA, uh, LA area, 
they put you on um, the, you know, really heavy duty committees because it started in LA, I guess. This was years ago. But I was on a literature committee for years. And I was uh, with the uh, OA 12 and 12. I was there when it was the OA 12. You know, and I'm still here and I'm still abstinent. And there is no perfection. That's one of the biggest BSs there is when we call ourselves perfectionists. It's BS, it's self-serving. What I'm most afraid of is just being anonymous. And uh, I think it's step two here. It says, but if I am really anonymous in respect of in food, I'll give this, but in the other things, because uh, I have to keep some for me because if I give myself away, I'll be the hole in the donut. I think it says, ironically, an interesting analogy, you know, alliteration, right? And all it says after that is that's just, just another way the ego uses to frustrate spiritual development is what it says. So all this stuff about I need a separate kind of identity. See, all at the same time, for instance, right here, and I'm not putting it down, I think it's wonderful. If everybody gets this, I would rather have us all fighting and abstinent than telling each other how wonderful we are and eating. Jackie Gleason, the, the alcohol, who was one of us, he was um, uh, asked by a reporter, why do you drink? And he, he, at the time, he talked about, you know, like they say, some people drink because they're family. Some people do that. He says, I drink to get bagged. In other words, he, if I eat, I eat to get whatever. I eat, I eat to get loaded is what he's essentially saying. That it doesn't matter why. If I'm a compulsive reader, there are people who, and, and I hear a lot of therapy talk in here, and this is not group uh, therapy. Uh, if I sound angry, it's not. I'm passionate about this. But what I've learned is I have every character defect I came in here with. One minute, Arden, one minute. Thank you, Donna. Uh, but I don't have to act on them. It's progress. That's what it talked about, you know, educational variety. It's progress. There is no perfection. There is no end point. What my AA sponsor used to say, the road to the goal is the goal. Because like in trying to get to the hotel, I miss the scenery. You notice like, for instance, uh, our treasurer maybe gave me a couple of photos. That's some California redwoods behind me. I also have one from the Southern California with, because there's poppies, you know. Um, I could do that. Wait a minute. Let me, and I now then I'll end and let me show you this one. So that's Southern California. See, so and I love New York. Boy, am I you know I worked on a show there. I love New York. I love Kansas. You know. So anyway, um, point is. The anonymity thing is about humility. It's not about, it's, it's, it doesn't matter what you call that higher power as long as you know you're not it. So, so that's it. So all this preoccupation with God, secular, sacred is irrelevant. 
to, to finish, I sponsor a guy that's been depressed for years. He's uh, in a relationship with his, a partner. He's over 400 pounds. And he, he was screwing around with this for years. And guess what happened? I said, Peter, I said, your, your job when you go to a meeting is tell them how you're abstaining. That's it. All the other stuff is irrelevant. He started to do that. He got absent. He's coming up on 100 days. And guess what? His family, you know, he's in another program. His family is being healed. His relationship with his significant other is better than ever. They got a rate. Yeah, you know, that's what it is. Happy, joyous, and free. Happy, joyous, free of what you think of me. Free of insecurity. You know what that stuff is? Insecurity. Pardon if I'm okay, okay, if I'm okay, then what you think of me is none of my business. But I love you all. Thank you.